Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends made by old friends, here to help cast judgment in all things, anything, are Mike Winan and Rob Silver. Hi, Mike Winan and Rob Silver. How have you been since we last spoke? Let's start with you, Rob. Hi, Mike McFadden. I have been quite well since we last spoke. Uh, I just moved into a new home. This (laughs) is my sixth home in the last 18 months. Go through them real quick for us. Okay. I've lived in Hoboken. Yes. New Jersey. I've lived in my parents' house multiple times. (laughs) times. I've lived in Beach Park, Illinois for a month and a half. I forgot about that one. Yeah. I've lived in West Virginia. West Virginia for three and a half months. I've lived in Buda, Texas for five months. And now I'm living in Chicago, Illinois. That's for a year. (laughs) Possibly. We'll see how long it goes. Nice. I've heard of that place. To the great Midwest, and you're in Mike Winan's old stomping grounds. I'm in his old stomping grounds, and I'm now close to you. I was close to you in my parents' basement as well, but now I feel like I'm actually settling for a little bit, and we can hang. Excellent. We You guys can share a um, sensory deprivation pod together. (laughs) I found one. It's about a half mile from my house, by the way. Let's do it. All right. We should next month. Okay. Uh, Winan, what's up with you? Uh, I was in uh, Los Angeles, California this last weekend celebrating the uh, wedding of Alex Holliday, a, uh, a friend of the pod, a former guest. Um, and it was a very good time. I got uh, a tan and a little bit of sunburn on the bottom of my feet. But uh, if that's the worst, at least of my worst, those are <laughs> explain, my worries and everything. Explain fine. how did that happen? I was at the beach and I was doing some grilling and I didn't uh, put uh, sunscreen on the bottom on of the my bottom feet. of your feet. Oh, I'm sorry, the top of my feet. Okay. <laughs> bottom, go. top, left, right. Who knows? I was doing handstands the entire time. While I was <laughs> grilling as one does. Well, um, bottom of myself, tub. aka the feet. Yes. M- mazel tov to Alex and his wife. Yes, cool. congratulations all around. Uh, my update, and I'm going to say this, I, I shared this with you guys earlier this week, but it relates to my first topic. I uh, really hurt my back on Friday um, and my SI joint where your spine meets your hips, like it popped <laughs> while I was doing an exercise. It didn't like explode. It wasn't like a balloon pop, but it's sort of like the sound of cracking your knuckles, only the joint is, I don't know, 10 times bigger. Um, and that had me in pain for, for quite a while, but I'm happy to report that I'm like, like 96% recovered Yay. and, uh, now that'll connect to my first topic when we get there. All right, let's play for or against, which is not really a game. It's just three guys talking about things that are good or bad, or maybe somewhere in between no direction needed or theme required, no rules at all. I'm not realizing why this show has never had a built-in audience. Anyway, Rob, let's start with you. What is your first topic for the evening? Shaving your head. But your head, shaving your own head, my own head. And when you're saying shaving, are you talking all bald the or way like down. buzzing? All the way down. All Is this like a preemptive down. shave in case, like, if you're going bald, you're just gonna get it before before it this gets is, you? This is or in is your life, like... right? In your life right now, given the hair that you have, is there any circumstance where you would shave your head? It doesn't mean you need to keep it bald or very buzzed forever but like would you take it down for one time i don't know if uh, marty scorsese start... asked me if i needed it for a role i'd probably do it <laughs> for okay well, i'm gonna start with a person who i think would look best with a shaved head mike mcfadden would you do this mm, agreed 
I've never, I've never gone down to the skin, but I have gone, um, I, I think sans guard. So that's maybe it was a number one. I, I went really low one when time. Was this? this was in high school. And it, it, when we were seniors and like in high school, I like the lacrosse team would shave, like everybody would shave their head or almost everybody would shave their head once a season, like maybe in playoffs or something. And I did it then. And I remember I went so low that I got a terrible sunburn on my head. And then it started like peeling and it just, Ooh. I looked like a, I don't top, know, like a top that was like de-shelling or whatever the case may be. That wasn't a great experience. Um, and right now I think I'm against, I, I can't envision a scenario in which now with this head of hair, which I'm, I'm like, I'm holding on to like, I'm now oh, at the come age on. where you've got a great hairline you... right now. I do right now. I do. And so, but I, I don't think that that's a permanent thing. If I look at my father, if I look at my brothers, it could go at any moment. <laughs> it could, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. That's how it and works. So, well, I'm you just would saying. start seeing signs around now if it was going to ever go back. And give me a little pullback. Let's see it. Just pull back. The okay. Front. Yeah. You have no, a it's, very it's pretty good solid. Hairline. That's You're a fine. very good. Hairline. You have nothing to worry about. Okay, fine. So, I, but still, I don't think it would look good. And I think if I did it, I would have to immediately go to a tanning booth because I think most people don't know how white their head actually is if they've had hair forever. And so I don't want to look like a weirdo. <laughs> I think and a lot of people I, would tell you, Mike, like, oh, how are you holding up? Because they think yeah, that you were ill. Right. <laughs> so, okay, there's, there's one scenario that's kind of a downer is like if somebody close to me had to do it for medical reasons and then i would do it to like you know i'm in here with you but that's really depressing and this is supposed to be a fun show so let's <laughs> pretend like that scenario doesn't exist for the remainder of this topic i'm against i don't think i would look great however once i start losing it that's the direction i'm going bruce willis on it i'm not going to try to like do the uh who's the guy on sunday morning um who does the political show on nbc I'm not up on Sunday mornings. No. Oh, God. What's his name? Every, I don't watch well, political shows. Uh, I don't either, but he's on right after Willie Geist. <laughs> and, um, I don't even know what that looks, name Yeah, you just said the name. <laughs> 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 right after Fritz Binfunkto. Oh, yeah. Right, sure. anyway, I'm not going to come over. Once, once it's gone, it's gone. But right now, I'm not getting rid of it. I'm against. Full stop. By the way, I know you just said you're against, but it, I don't think that's full stop because you kind of just said there's a situation where you would buzz it. So I think you're kind of for, but so be it. Fine. You said you're against. Juan, right. how about you? Uh, I don't think it would work with this uh, eyebrow <laughs> shape. Um, I think uh, it would immediately seem um, politically motivated. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to do that. Um, I got a great head of hair. Uh, Chuck Todd. His name is Chuck Todd. He's got a terrible hairline and he just comes it forward instead of just like getting rid of it. It's it's the worst come over on television. Sorry, I might keep going. A man with two first names. You can't trust him. I'm surprised nope. he's not a country singer. First, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm also against. Robert, you brought this up. Are yeah. you thinking about it? You grew your hair out for a full year. No, I am very much against, and unlike McFadden, where if I am going bald, and by the way, I don't think I'm ever going to go fully bald, but my hair, let's just say my hairline is not as good as McFadden's. 
it is showing some minor slow recession. Having said that, I am never chopping this stuff down. I'm holding on to every last strand that I can. I'm not going to do a comb over, but I will have, if there are three little feather wisps on the top of my head, I'm keeping those three little feather wisps. So uh, no buzzing no. for me. Two consecutive no, set, gotta... two consecutive quarters of negative growth in, in your hairline. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to cut it. Yeah, no, no. Robbie, if if it's going, and I hate to be the one to tell you this, <laughs> I think it might happen out of the three of us first. <laughs> just get rid of it. Just get get it. I gone. would look. It's not Embrace that I care. It. It's not that I'm holding on to my hair. As I think I would look so bad bald. Like completely bald. I think my head shape is awful. I would look really, really bad. Oh, you! I think, I think very, you should try it. So I a lot of different hat styles across. across your three uh, wisps will so grow back. It. Your three wisps will grow back. Well, fine. If I get so down like, to three wisps, then I'll cut it. But for now, I have several more than three, so I'm holding on to it. Seven. All right. Thank you, Rob. Mike, let's go on uh, to. Actually, no. Let's not go on to you. I don't want to be the last one. You're going to be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> my take ah, is that, Mike. Um, it has to do with my my back injury. Chiropractors, are you for or against chiropractors? Is this real medicine or is it entirely quackery? Uh, Robbie, let's start with you. I don't want to comment on the quackery part of it. I have, why not? Uh, because that's just not a judgment I want to make. But I will say I actually have gone to a chiropractor before, and for me personally. I found it to be a huge waste of time. <laughs> that took a turn. It absolutely created. I went there feeling actually quite good. And it created new pains that I was dealing with for two or three weeks after that appointment. Why but the way go? they sell you is because like, oh, that's normal. You have to come all the time for it to feel good. And for that reason, I did feel like it was a, the sales pitch was a bit snake oil salesman -y to me, even if the uh, approach is rooted in some form of real science. So for me, not a good experience. I am not for that. I am against it. Okay. Mike, chiropractors. So uh, my back is always in some sort of bad. Um, <laughs> and I'm just so desperate for that, that sound that I feel that, that would come if someone were to uh, crack it, I feel like then all my worries would melt away and then all the bad things they in my life just... would fall away with it. You know, that's mm -hmm. how connected I feel with it. I remember back when we were in like Pat's basement 20 years ago and like you would have someone walk over your back to try mm -hmm. and get it cracked. So I am desperate for a solution to this, but I don't think chiropractic uh, is it. Um, have you done guy, it? What's that? Have you I've ever never tried done it? it. I've never done it because I've heard horror stories where like right at the top of your neck, like the top vertebrae, like if they twist it the wrong way, then you're dead now. Like, <laughs> and that's happened to people before by accident. And so that's those are chiropractors. Those are murderers. <laughs> I, the malpractice happens in any profession, uh, right. but it has happened. So I'm, I'm fear, fearful of it. Also, the guy uh, who invented it um, said that it, he got it from aliens. Um, <laughs> no, and they taught him. Serious? They taught him it. Yeah. The guy's name is David Daniel Palmer. He's the first person to do a chiropractic adjustment in 1895. 
The Palmer yeah. School is one of the most well well regarded chiropractic schools in like the world. Yeah, yeah. He well, he before he started this, I think he was a janitor, and he, <laughs> uh, yeah, he 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 talked about people from the great beyond who taught him how to where it came from. The adjustments would actually solve more than just back pain. But I don't even really not sure if that does that. <laughs> so I'm against. All right. Uh, well. <laughs> I have gone to, I think, two chiropractors and one did a good job and like they they cracked my back and I have like what did uh, it sound like? Did it sound as satisfying as I want it to be in my dream? I don't know. I can try to do a little ASMR right now. <laughs> Maybe get a, a crack going right now. You want to try? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. it might just be dead air. Let's see. Whoa. Yeah. Holy oh, oh. smokes. <laughs> Okay, ladies so, and gentlemen, that was live on air. That's real. That was, we didn't add that, that in and post. Just my neck, <laughs> and oh. I can Did, do is that. that. Was that before or after you went to the chiropractic? Well, I haven't gone to the chiropractor in years. Um, so, but okay. So, so I have a few different ways in which I know how to crack my own back, and I do it all the time, and it provides me with immediate relief when I'm. But are, are is that the way that you're way. supposed to do it? I don't know. <laughs> you might so, be causing some serious long-term issues. I hope not. But um, the, the one chiropractor that I went to, like he got good cracks out of me. And when I had those cracks, it felt good. It's very possible that this is all in a place, all a placebo effect. And it's just like, I am associating the sound with like relief and then hence feel relief. But I do actually feel a physiological effect that is positive. I felt one hearing it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, but I went to another chiropractor and she couldn't get the cracks out. And she's like, no, it's still, it was like Robbie's experience where the, the it just felt like snake oil sales. Like, no, it's supposed to not make a noise. Like, I don't think you did yeah. anything. And that's so unsatisfying too. When like, they just keep like pushing on you and pushing on you. And it's like, it's hurting because you're not achieving that proper snap. Yeah. Um, I did speak with. He had um, a beef I, snap, they call it. I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I spoke recently with some athletic trainers who don't do chiropractic adjustments, but are sort of in an adjacent field. And they sort of made a point that the quality of your chiropractor is really, really important. And you can like go to somebody who just basically isn't going to do anything. And there's gonna, and, and then there are folks who can make like serious, um, you know, improvements on your health. So I'm four. I think you guys just need to find the right chiropractor. Let's go to Mike now. Mike, what's your first topic? My first topic uh, is naps. Four <laughs> or against naps in the middle of the day as an adult. Um, I uh, had a little bit of jet lag and really wanted a nap today. I was too busy, couldn't do it. And then I thought, would my friends frown on on naps? Mike McFadden naps during the workday. If you could, would you? Oh, during the workday? Yeah. Like I'm at. Oh, well, let's work say, well, as separate a between teacher. two things. During the workday, <laughs> or maybe put yourself in my shoes. You work from home. You've got an hour of lunch, or I don't, uh, do you do you practice napping on the weekend? <laughs> practice. <laughs> practice. It's okay. a skill you got to work. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to approach this in the nuanced way that you've laid out here. I think uh, I am pro napping in almost all circumstances, 
but it is poor form to get caught napping. So if you nap at work, you better have an office that you can lock with no windows and then go, yeah, go for it because a nap can refresh you and make you so much more productive for the rest of your work day um, with as little as like a 15 minute little, you know, power nap. And so if you can do that and then be productive, great. But if you're just like, if you're taking a two hour nap in the middle of the day and then still just being a lazy bum the rest of your work day, like you should be ashamed of yourself. You're stealing from your employer and um, it's, it's grounds for dismissal in my opinion. Um, but I am very much pro nap. I um, feel like sometimes a 15 minute nap to like 20 minute nap is like the best thing ever. And you, you'll feel it when you need it. At least I do. And I'll crash hard and usually drool. I won't move <laughs> at all. Wake up 15 to 20 minutes later. I'm like, that's exactly what I needed. Now I'm ready to seize the day. So I'm for napping, but don't get caught napping at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, longer naps. Is, is there such a thing as napping too long where it has an adverse yeah, effect for you? Yeah. If, well, I don't think I, I tend to not be able to nap for much longer than 20 minutes. Um, I think you just automatically wake up after 20 minutes. Uh, just, I'm trying to think it's like the only times that I have like actively practiced napping was when my son Jack was like a newborn and you know, you're up every three hours for like two months straight or longer. And so I would use, um, like a, a, a sleep app to, uh, uh, calm. And I would listen to Matthew McConaughey read a nonsense story that would just lull me to sleep. And those might've lasted an hour if I was good, but that's like, that's not common. I, I feel like most people don't always have a one to two month old child. <laughs> like usually they get older. You don't um, have a two month old child. Right. So, right. so like, that's an exception, but I think like, if you've just had like a long week and maybe you didn't get a great night's sleep on Friday and it's Saturday and you've got a half hour to just sort of shut your eyes and fall asleep for 20 minutes. I think that's definitely something you should do. I How are you, Robert? You are, what do you think? You are an insane person, McFadden. How, what? if you're going to nap, how do you limit that nap to 20 minutes? I know I have sleep issues, so this is just me, but I can't even fall asleep within 20 minutes time let alone only stay asleep for 20 minutes. So like, no I, get, I can answer you. this. So for me personally, I will only nap if I'm at, I don't want to call it like a point of exhaustion, but if I am like, I have to be extremely tired to make the decision to take a nap and I will only take a nap if I feel like I can fall asleep within five minutes. Okay, that leads to a question for wine and wine. Are we talking about ad hoc naps, like only as needed? Are we talking about like regularly recurring naps, like a siesta, like it's planned from one to 2 p.m. every day or whatever the time is you're taking your siesta? I'm tipping my hand here a little bit. That sounds fabulous, but I don't <laughs> think anybody lives in, we don't live in uh, turn of the century Madrid anymore. I think we still uh, so do it. It's going to be the ad hoc as needed medicinal nap. Yes. Regiment. Okay. Ad hoc. Well, listen, I am very for ad hoc naps as needed. I rarely feel like I can take them because I'm either busy or like I just said, I 
I'm poor at falling asleep quickly. So even if I do have a 30 minute window, let's say I'm not going to fall asleep at all within those entire 30 minutes. That's Would you a judge problem. a coworker or employee for using some free time? No, with, because with I, I, I genuinely think McFadden said it right, that it can actually make you more productive if you're doing it the right way, right? Like if you're at the point of exhaustion and it's two in the afternoon and you're expected to work for three or four more hours, those three or four more hours, if you don't nap, you might get like 30 minutes of actual productivity. But if you nap for 30 minutes or more, in my opinion, an hour is probably a better nap, then those remaining three hours, you'll probably get full productivity. So I think there is a case we made that it's actually good for the worker, good for the employer, good for everybody. The, the, the reason that you need the nap, though, is kind of important. If you're just out partying and you're like hungover, <laughs> and you take a two hour <laughs> nap, at like, you know, 10, that's that's not OK. But like like where I work, if like you coach a sport and like you had a game that went to 9 p.m. and you had like a 6 a.m. practice or like I have colleagues and I have had this throughout my career where I'm at school for like 18 out of 24 hours in, you know, a time period. So if you need to like just doze off for five minutes at your desk in your office, like no judgment, let that slide. Yeah. That like that, that's fine because of everything that like the sum totality of what you're doing at work. I have a question for yeah. medical workers who work in hospitals and they go for like 18 plus hour shifts at a time do if there's i know this is there's rarely downtime but if there's going to be downtime where the hospital is not busy are they allowed to take a little nap because i would like my uh medical professional to be well rested i'm pretty sure in Grey's anatomy they're always banging in like the nap room, aren't they? <laughs> nap room. <laughs> yeah in scrubs i think that happened too. yeah okay yeah so they can nap. all right mike, what about you mike uh, yeah what do you um i am pro nap uh, i'm pro trips to snooze town um i i work from home for the foreseeable future. I don't think anybody in the uh, office life outside of institutions is ever going to do a five day work week again. Uh, I've worked in places where they had nap rooms like they were. They encouraged it. Of course, no one ever used that because that's weird as shit. <laughs> um, but um, now that this I, I just don't you know, some places will still have a stigma on it, but uh, yeah, twenty minute nap. I didn't take one today, but damn, I wish I did. Uh, is a good thing. So I, I'm glad that I can shed any sh residual shame in the uh, office environment. Have a nap if I if I have the time. In the office environment where there are nap rooms, is it like college rules where if you fall asleep with your shoes on, like, no <laughs> anything goes? If you if, sharpie Braveheart onto their face. No, if you fall asleep and they catch you, you need to do all the ten ninety four forms or whatever the whatever it was from Office Space. They shove them on your desk. PPS. PPS right. forms. Excellent. All right, Rob, back to you. What's your topic? Macadamia nuts. <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to be such luxurious nuts, but that doesn't mean everybody likes them. Mike Winan, you're a man who likes to travel. Have you ever been to Hawaii? If so, macadamia nuts are often a gift that you receive from Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've never been to Hawaii. I would oh. like to go. Have you eaten macadamia nuts? I have had a macadamia nut. Uh, they are very expensive. You're right. Uh, Costco sells them for a more reasonable price. My father loves the macadamia nut. I, I'm a nut nut. If you will, I love nuts, but I definitely have a, a ranking of nuts. And I'm going to say macadamia nut for the price per ounce or whatever, pretty low. 
I think in the but as far as the rankings, they're a mid tier nut. They're What's your top oily. nut, Mike? Top nut, top nut, top <laughs> nut, pistachio nut. That's, oh, a, that's a great choice. That's a very shelled good or, choice. or unshelled, uh, or shelled, shelled, shelled. You got to keep... practice to, yeah. to shell them. A cashew a lot nut, of work. The noble, the 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 humble peanut really has a place in my heart. Would you put the peanut over the macadamia nut? I believe it or not, yeah, I would. Oh, hmm. I would. Cashew's I, definitely I, above the peanut, though. Yeah, cashew's yes. above peanut for sure. Cashew's in the top three, I'd say. What do you guys? Well, macadamia nuts are by far the most expensive of any of the nuts we've just mentioned. They get oily. Uh, they really just kind of taste like salt. So I'm going to say, um, I mean, I, I'll eat a macadamia nut, but I'm not going to stick it out. I'm going to say for this, this instance, I think in your context, I am against. Okay. McFadden. Um, I don't think I've ever had a, like a package of macadamia nuts. Probably been Hawaii. Been mix. So I, I don't want to rule out the possibility that I have um, ever had a macadamia nut. Is a macadamia nut commonly found in a kind of like blue of cheese. mixed nuts? No, not in a standard mixed nuts package. It would be a fancy nuts. A fancy nuts package, yes. What what other like would a Brazil nut be considered a fancy nut? Or is that a filler nut? That's a filler nut for sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean it's a fine so, nut. I think in, nut. most you're gonna macadamia have walnuts, nuts in there with the, mac- the macadamia nuts. For a fancy mix, is going to be the star of the show. People yeah, it's either going to be like uh, by itself, or it might have some chocolates mixing with it. Okay, well, I mean, because I have no recollection of ever having eaten a macadamia nut, I think I'm going to be against. Uh, maybe I don't know what I'm missing, but maybe I have had one and it just it, it didn't stand out. So I'm, I'm against. Gonna go with the latter. I mean, okay. you, yeah, you told me that You're you both had, had blue cheese for 35 years so i can't rule it out but the odds that you haven't come across a macadamia by accident seems very strange and unlikely i mean i i, I love nuts i'm a, uh, i'm also nuts about nuts but i i couldn't i think if you were to line up you know all the nuts <laughs> I, I don't think i'd be able to say that's the macadamia we have an episode where we just go through all the nuts and we rank <laughs> nut ranks i would be happy to do that because i actually think you're both spot on about this macadamia is the most overrated nut and the most overpriced nut the texture is weird it's soft and it's greasy and it doesn't taste that good and wine and i want to subscribe to your future nut blog because (laughs) i think you were really spot on with your top three there and so I'm very against it at any price point. If macadamia nuts were free, I would be against them. We could go what? on hazelnuts, really great. You yeah, know, lots of hazelnuts are delicious. That's like a sweet nut. Yeah, but by have the way, ever had the have you ever had the pinon nut? I've had it. In yeah, a, in yeah, a that's coffee. from New Mexico really area. Good. Yeah, it is. What, what is that? What's a pinon? I don't know. Bush, but it was in the coffee, and it's very delicious. Hmm. Also, a peanut <laughs> is actually not a nut, right? Isn't that a totally different family of food? It's a legume. It's a legume, maybe. Yeah. I have like no a idea. bean. We'll have to ask Jimmy Carter. All right, Rob. Anything else you want to say about your nuts? No, I'm just glad that you guys were all correct in your answer. Okay, my next topic, gentlemen: privacy shields for webcams. Currently, mine is up. Now it fell off. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine I closed it. You would no longer be seeing me. 
are you guys concerned that uh, Russia or the CIA <laughs> or China or your neighbor with the bad throat beard is spying on you through your webcam? Is this a concern to you? This is a big concern. I get emails like once a month from uh, a random hacker saying that they've gotten into my computer, they've gotten into my video, and they've seen what I've done. So you are getting my messages. <laughs> <laughs> and they hold me for ransom until I give them uh, some amount of cryptocurrency, and then they won't release the video that they took of me. Um, but I'm actually very for... Oh, there's McFadden Shield is up. And guess what? I've got one too. There's okay. mine. I love this shield. I use it all the time, uh, especially I never use it a single time until a year and a half ago when the pandemic started. And now it is just the quickest way and most trustworthy way to say, I like, I got to be off camera for whatever reason. Right. So like, just do this, do what I got to do in privacy, come back on, boom, I'm done. And I trust that more than pressing a button or it takes, it's quicker than pressing the stop video button. I love the camera shield. I'm for okay, it. Mike. How about you? Um, I am for for the same reasons. Rob is simply laziness and in, in in assuredly that it's working. Um, because to find the button, you know, I'm on Zoom maybe four hours a day every workday. It's just the the profession I found myself in. But you know, after about nine months of the pandemic, people have realized there's actually really no benefit of seeing people in, in 2d all the time. And so sometimes it might be helpful to do the shield uh, or to just turn it off. And I like the shield because it's much faster, you know, it just works. I don't have one on this computer, but I do my work computer. Um, and so uh, four. All right. Uh, I feel like at first I was like, I don't care what, what anyone is seeing, but I think I might. <laughs> I think if somebody were to hack into my computer, it's nice to know that I have an analog method of shutting that thing down. So it's the fears, not the laziness. I guess it's, yeah, it's completely oh. fear-driven on my well, part. Like you and John um, Wining can talk about that. Well, largely, I think, because in my profession, it let's say I was running late and I was in the, you know, changing out of my you know, outfit now to put on, uh, you know, work attire. If somehow I was switching between rooms and my camera happened to catch me where I was like changing, that could be taken way out of context and potentially be career ending, uh, especially in my profession. So stripper. at first I was have yourself yeah, a, a CNN Jeffrey Tubin situation. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. away for free. Right. So. Uh, I like the idea that I can just sort of shut it down. Now, I don't have one on my laptop, um, but I do have one on this new webcam. So I'm not really fully living up to my position because this one right here is probably spying on me currently. Yeah, it is. Um, I checked. But there is something satisfying about being able to just turn off because no hacker can pop that open from afar. I would recommend to people to not show themselves even if your camera is on maybe every once in a while not show yourself because it can be very distracting to have yourself looking at yourself all the time that's we're not meant yeah i self-view on zoom i'm gonna do that right now actually yeah it's nice boom all I right see the two mics 
Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Here's a completely true fact that doesn't require you looking up. There are now more podcasts produced each week than there are stars in the Milky Way galaxy. Somehow you chose this one. That's weird. Not that I'm judging. Why not show off your weird taste with some spirited gifts and apparel at fouragainstpod.com shop and buy some merch. We get a portion of what you spend and you'll get the thing you bought. Don't see the thing you were hoping to find there? Just tell us and we'll probably add it. Probably for or against pod.com slash shop. And we're back. All Mike, right, Michael. Mike, I, I love you. how you definitely read that before. I didn't before read the that library. I did not read that one before. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Was my <laughs> language pattern <laughs> unnatural? <laughs> I might just keep it for next week and get another shot at it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Mike, let's go to your uh, second topic. You know, uh, I'm going to bring this one. It was going to be the last one I was going to talk about. But considering the last topic we brought up, uh, we've been talking about webcams, people working remotely. Uh, The webcam may not be the best solution. Facebook believes that they have found a solution uh, to this challenge uh, using their uh, Oculus uh, uh, web or um, VR. What are they called? VR, VR, VR yeah, VR tools. They uh, <laughs> believe they found it using a place called uh, Workrooms by Facebook. Uh, so what these are are um, virtual reality conference rooms where you and your colleagues put on Oculus uh, twos, and you are suddenly transported into a, a conference room, just like any office block anywhere in America, but you can now see each other or facsimiles of yourself in like a bitmoji type way. I sent you both a video that you've watched, I hope, uh, before. Uh, is this something that you think could get over that hurdle, that challenge that we have, staring at each other and staring at ourselves in these 2D environments where maybe you actually are collaborative in a way, in a virtual sense, that um, kind of mimics what we can't do right now or perhaps we'll never do again, that consistent uh, time in the office? I'm going to start with Rob because he is, does not work for an institution and uh, could perhaps have some personal experience now or in the future with this. Um, technology <laughs> innovation grows exponentially. And I think that if it's that, that we are living in the future, man. And I'm not excited about a virtual workroom but I'm really excited about the next step beyond this, right? Like we are going to be able to be anywhere at any time with anyone. And it will just all be with whatever, you know, assisted device we have on our head or over our eyes. And that is pretty amazing. Like, I don't want it to completely replace the actual physical world, but it's inevitable that we're going to have these virtual worlds. And so it's just really cool to see it kind of start to come to life and take shape. So I'm for it. Hopefully it's not used in a creepy way. <laughs> How about you, Mike? Did you ever see yourself teaching a classroom virtually? Um, well, I did for a full year. <laughs> but like in a VR sense? Uh, no. So VR <laughs> sucks. Um, even the best VR nobody uses after the first week it's a novelty currently 
And there's just, there's nothing like that is consistently good about VR. People who get VR headsets, they use them like extensively for a week. And then they go back to playing the regular video games because it's still an anti-social activity. Like you can't go and be in VR with your friends. It's still nauseating is my understanding to a certain extent. Um, it's awkward. It's, it's not, it doesn't feel natural. And so it's like VR already currently isn't that great. And so like, all right, what's the, the, what's an even worse thing that we could do to simulate? Like, let's be in an office conference room. (laughs) (laughs) The most boring like thing that nobody wants to be a part of, only it's going to be a little bit worse and you're going to look like a Nintendo Wii character. This is stupid. Um, I, I don't think that the be anywhere with anyone at any time paradigm that Robbie outlined is happening anytime soon. This is nowhere near close no, to it. No, but this is a necessary stepping stone to getting there, which is that may cool be, part. but it sucks. So I don't want to have any <laughs> part of this. So I'm against this. I will let other people waste their time in this nonsense. It's dumb. Don't waste your money on these products and don't waste your employer employees time getting trained on how to use a vr headset i did i did like in a virtual like, powerpoint because like what are you gonna do like you're just like still gonna be looking at the same shitty powerpoint only it's gonna be in vr yeah yeah i watched so, no. another besides the video that wine and sent i watched another video demo of somebody just doing that where they're like okay now we're in a room now i'm going to screen share onto the wall in the virtual room and you can see my powerpoint presentation on the wall i'm like well then why don't you just look at it on your computer like <laughs> Yeah, but it's and gonna like, look. It's gonna be harder to read if you're wearing goggles and looking at an imaginary wall, and it's smaller font there than if you just see it on your computer. And most people that you work with have terrible design skills, so I don't need to see Comic Sans in VR. <laughs> <laughs> keep that in the two D realm. I'm out. Against hard pass, Mike. You? Uh, yeah, I mean, I really wanted to like this. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely think. I prefer working remotely than not working remotely. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, but um, there are some things you miss of, of seeing people and just seeing uh, context clues of the way people talk. But I don't think you're actually going to gain any of those. I think you do need to get to like version 37 of this for actually to have any value at all. The one thing I thought, okay, this is kind of cool is because you can simulate a whiteboard, like whiteboard thinking where you can like actually draw on the wall uh, but we all know that the um, the tracking on some of these drawings are are not great. As a as a friend of mine has said, there's no doubt that people are going to be accidentally drawing dicks like, <laughs> immediately on the wall. Uh, you'll have to explain that to your boss. So I am against. <laughs> all right. Very good. Uh, Rob, let's go back to you for your final topic of the evening. Watching the news. <laughs> do you guys do it? Do you like doing it? Wine and you probably are. Um, you didn't know who that guy was that Mike McFadden said, so let's start with Chuck you, Todd. <laughs> not Chuck Todd, the other guy. Oh, um, Willie Geist, Willie Geist. <laughs> I, um, I uh, don't get my news in uh visual form, I get it in written form now. I think we all have to be very cognizant of our uh, where we get our news, and and the and I think. Uh, television news is the most um, susceptible to uh, sensationalism and even worse than that of uh, both sides of simplification of a complicated problem 
very difficult to do that in that medium. And therefore, all you get is sensationalist stories that are simplified to the point where all nuance and, and meaning is stripped out of them. And all you feel is terrible and dread. And I already feel that way. So why, need, why do I need more? So I am against, although I will watch the weather. That's not news. <laughs> Those are predictions. McFadden, how about you? I feel probably similar to Winand. I I think during our last presidential administration got sucked into watching um, a lot of like national news stations and I would switch between like Fox News and CNN and MSNBC because none of those stations are telling the truth. But by looking at like the, the polar, you know, opposite spectrum of how news is portrayed you can try to find some kernel of truth that's somewhere in the middle um but i found that it was just making me unhappy and providing me with very little information and i forget who i can't credit who came up with this but like if something important happens you're going to find out about it it's going to be impossible to miss just because people are going to be talking about it commenting on it uh, so like, it's just, I have cut that out almost entirely. I haven't turned to a news channel, um, in close to a year, I think. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Um, however, Michelle and I do in the morning watch local news. And I don't know why, because, uh, we don't travel anywhere where the traffic report is going to be substantive. <laughs> uh, we know what the weather is already because it's on our phones and we can just look outside and there's rarely ever any like important news stories on local news, but it is kind of fun and nice to have sort of like a, you, you don't know them, they don't know you, but like Andy Avalos, the weatherman on Channel 5 Local Chicago, he just retired and it, it was nice. I felt good for him. I was very proud of, of him for serving a career <laughs> and delivering the, the weather to us and I felt a little bit of a connection that was sort of joyous and it's part of the, the ritual of the morning. So national news and like the news channels against local news, I think it has a place. Well, <clears throat> no disrespect to Andy Avalos, but watching the news sucks. <laughs> it only serves to rile you up or make you feel bad. And um, it's reality TV. Like that's what the what broadcast and cable news is. It's just reality TV, but serving an audience that wouldn't normally watch The Bachelor. I agree with you with the Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, but like I feel like local news is a different thing. Local news is different, but it's always just like top story. Another person was murdered tonight. Like it's the <laughs> same, <true>. and like, it's <laughs> sad. One. It's very sad, but yeah. it's just yeah, just one. It was a light night. But sometimes there's some feel-good stories in there as well. You're like, oh, Naperville yeah. had their rib fest. <laughs> yeah, you get to the 12-minute mark, and then they give you the, the how, out on the town. Yeah, those uh, are fun. Okay, so <laughs> skip the first 10 minutes of the yes. local news and then get into it after that. But other than that, I'm very much in, in favor of being an informed citizen. I think that you should have a firm understanding of what's happening in your community and in your country and in your world. But Winan was right. I think you should consume that news uh, either in written form from various reliable sources, or it can still be video form, but probably from, again, credible, reliable sources that you find online where they can spend some time and get to nuance because on cable news uh, or broadcast news, 
they're not getting into nuance. It's either they're not spending a lot of time, or if they are spending a lot of time, they are hammering home their point of view. And it's very irritating. I especially like when they have nine talking heads in a three minute segment on like the most controversial topics. Yeah, you'll really get into the nitty gritty that way. One of the things is that they'll just make things controversial that are inherently not like (laughs) because they're like, oh, we need to have, you know, people fight because that's what people watch. Um, And uh, a lot of non-issues get pushed out there. A lot of non-issues turn into real political issues that they have no need to be. Yeah. Yeah. News is trash. News is trash. Uh, I think we're on to my last topic now. Um, Gentlemen, do you know Alex Honnold? Are you familiar with the name? I know Alex Alex Honnold. Alex Honnold with an O-L-D. Alex Honnold is the first person to ever free solo climb El Capitan which is a large mountain face and free soloing is rock climbing without any ropes. That is is in Yosemite. Yes. It's it's in Yosemite. And, um, just some, some information for you. I believe in the seventies, um, uh, Warren Harding, Wayne, uh, Mary and George Whitmore summited El Capitan with ropes and it took them 47 days. All right. And that was the first time that it was ever done. It was thought to be impossible before they did it. Alex Honnold did it without any ropes at all. And he did it in four hours. Uh, he, in about four hours, he also has done it with ropes with a partner in under two hours. All right. So Alex Honnold is insane <laughs> and he climbs mountains with no ropes. And one of the things that he describes is that he views it as low risk, high consequence, because if you fall, you're assuredly going to die. Um, and he doesn't always free solo climb. Uh, I, I find him very interesting. I want to know, are you for or against him continuing to do this? Or uh, you know, should he stop? All right, Robbie? I know you don't by continue, do you mean continue to climb El Capitan, or are there other similar ventures? Oh, there's plenty of places. That... No, there's there's plenty. Like that, that's his thing. He is known as a free solo climber, and th- there's all sorts of different rock faces that are yet to be climbed free solo. Um, I just personally, I don't want to see him go, but almost everybody who is a free solar free solo climber comes to an untimely end if you look at like the history of this sport should alex stop robbie let's start with you yes because <laughs> it only takes one wrong move like you said right like you can i was just looking up an el capitan where you said like every climber so far has used i guess some sort of Drops. technical support yes. right Mm-hmm. And even still, there have been over 30 people who've died while climbing El Capitan. He did it without anything. You're you're pushing fate, man, but good for you. I'm glad you did it. But isn't that good enough? Like you did it. Now stop. Because over time, his skills are going to diminish even slightly. And at scale, if he does this a hundred times or a thousand times, one of those times, eventually he's going to make a wrong move. And that's it. Okay. And then so you're you're against him continuing to free solo climb. If he wants to live. <laughs> Mike. Uh you know, we talked about Everest, I want to say like three or four weeks ago. And it's like several people die every time, every season. They call uh one portion of it we talked about the Rainbow Valley because there's just a bunch of dead bodies with very, very colorful clothes. <laughs> yeah, with their parkas on. 
that people have to pass to actually do this thing. Uh, and I think, um, you know, it's legal. And uh, if he wants to do it, he can do it. Um, I have no problem with it. Uh, I would never. Uh, I certainly would uh, advise anyone that I truly cared about that maybe this is not the path for them. But I don't know this guy. I know Alex Hanna, not Alex Hanna old. If Alex Hanna <laughs> did it, I'd ask him not to. Uh, but uh, I'm for, you know, uh, type this is two a, fun. This is a loophole in the topic, though. You're just saying because you don't know him, you're no, for. That, that's a perfectly acceptable response. Well, fine, so, for. I don't care if he does it. I'm just saying. You don't? <laughs> no. He's an inspiration. It would be uh, such a... Such a loss to the sport of climbing and mountaineering. Well, the only way for him to keep inspiring—the only way for him to keep inspiring you—is by continuing to do these stupid climbs. So he should do it. All right. I think that he has done what everybody believed to be the impossible by free solo, uh, free soloing El Capitan, which is like just an enormous, ridiculous, large rock face, and somehow he made it out successfully. He should, you know, pull a Seinfeld and end on a high note. <laughs> and we don't, we don't need this to just like go on three, four, five more extra seasons. You're not going to be able to one up what you did, Alex. Please stop free solo climbing. I want you to have a long life. Have just type one fun for use once. a rope. Yeah, right. Go to a comedy show or something. All right, <laughs> uh, Mike's Listen final to topic podcasts. for the evening. <laughs> yeah. So my final topic uh, requires another link for you guys that I am putting in the chat now. Uh, it is board games with designed for one player. So uh, Mike McFadden used to design board games as a side hobby when we were in college. Rob and you and me got drunk once and thought of a board game that we wanted mm -hmm. to make. What about board games? That are just made to be played solo. Is this uh, an interesting thing, or like we've talked about uh, earlier in this episode, an, an inherently antisocial uh, um, uh, yeah, event, and, and therefore is lame? Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the only person I know who's actually made a a, a game, uh, Mike McFadden. I actually made a new game last week. It's called Shark Benefit Analysis. I'll have to uh, share a link with you. All. Please. It's a card game, two players. Uh, I don't know if I would enjoy playing. My, my gut reaction was I don't think I want to play a one-player board game. But then I thought about all of the hours that I spent as a child playing solitaire on my Windows 95 computer. <laughs> and that's not too dissimilar. It's a it's a single player game. And that was a large percentage of my childhood. So I, I think I have to be four. I don't know if I'm necessarily a customer. And I don't know if I have the time to play a board game by myself. But I don't I guess I don't have anything against so i guess i'm four i'd give it a try i guess i didn't know that this was a category of game but let's give it a whirl did you uh, ever did either of you ever do sudoku sure i'm familiar with it but i don't know the rules so uh, so no I, I just feel like these even though these are one person board games it's really the same idea as doing a puzzle or doing a crossword puzzle or doing sudoku right it's just like a different way to work your mind or solitaire even right 
different way to just have fun on your own while. Except these are called things like the ruins of Arnak or Gloomhaven <laughs> or Spirit yeah, Island. Yeah, these don't feel puzzly to me. No, it's a puzzle. It's just nerdified, which is mm, fine. I'm not so sure. Every what is it then if it's not a puzzle? I'm sure well, you. Well, I mean, to... like solitaire is a puzzle because you're trying to solve the puzzle <laughs> and yeah and you know, how else is... can you structure a one-person board game other than well, i don't know it? like if you're like rolling the die and then you just get to roll it again like that <laughs> mechanic seems very boring so i think I'd they're a bit more complicated it. than that well, i hope so i don't know i think i might be shifting towards against <laughs> <laughs> i changed my mind i'm against solo board games because i don't think board games are inherently puzzle puzzle like in nature i yeah i don't I don't see myself ever playing these games. I even like a regular puzzle. I don't want to sit and do a puzzle. Like I don't think I would get that much enjoyment out of that for the amount of time it takes, unless I was doing a puzzle with my daughter one day where she's learning how to do puzzles, but then it's not a solo activity anymore. So I'm definitely against this. I would never, ever, ever do this. <laughs> this is boring and dumb. Uh, I, I I disagree with you, Rob. I think uh, there's space for these. I had never heard of a single player game uh, like this before. Um, and that's why I brought it up because I thought it was so fascinating. Uh, but then, you know, I thought video games, just most video games are one player games and puzzles are, you know, can be uh, for one person. And crosswords came up in my mind as well when I was thinking about this and I think they serve a similar thing where it is, uh, you know, engaging your mind in, in a unique way and allowing you to um, activate synapses to, uh, you know, solve problems, even if it's not technically a puzzle. Although some of these definitely do have puzzle elements. Um, if you look at the link that I did, what I, I sent you a link from polygon.com of the five best solo board games. Uh, I think the only thing that would stop me from doing this is uh, uh, some of these games are like 80 bucks. Uh, one of them is $120. So uh, I will uh, just do Sudoku instead. Uh, but uh, I I'm four. Um, someone were to buy me Gloomhaven, maybe I'll play it. All of these games that are in this article can be played with up to four and sometimes even six players. So these aren't like specifically for only solo players i'm confused like what would a game be like that can be for both one player and four players i think it's a different <laughs> deck of cards different yeah it's you're trying to accomplish a goal oh, a lot of these for, games i think are for competitive one human player collaborative games it's, it's for one one collaborative games where you don't and, have anybody collaborating and three imaginary friends <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's our show that's it find us on instagram at four against pod and do us a favor next time someone is holding a door for you but you're still pretty far away so you have to do that kind of shuffle run to avoid the awkwardness of them just standing there waiting for you instead just walk calmly and confidently and use that time to tell them about the show you'll look less silly and some courteous person gets to hear about our podcast see you next time and then pat says bye just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense On ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against? So turn the volume up, this is for or against?